0: Thank you, Kelly Robinson, and hello, everybody. Good morning, and welcome to our program. We are here to answer your lawn and garden questions, and it is live on this balmy, warm Saturday morning. Was This is 21st of August, 8-21-21. Happy day to you. I hope you're having a good day so far. It is kind of sticky out there in much of Texas. Hope you got your gardening work done early, and we can talk about what you saw when you were out there working in the yard, and... Uh, I'm here to help you with any of the urban horticulture questions. I don't uh, get into agronomy, into field uh, crops, pastures, things like that. I don't know that area. I'd like to, but I don't, and it's a little late in my career to be learning that. I'm still trying to keep uh, abreast with what goes on in urban horticulture. After 44 years of doing this kind of programming, I enjoy this very, very much. I hope you'll give us a call. The uh, phone number is 888-888. 256 1080 And uh, Jim Barto is running the boards and answering the phones today, and you'll enjoy getting to know him. He uh, has done this before, and he's filling in for Jared Taylor, who's taking a a day off today. And so be kind to Jim so he'll come back the next time we need him. He's a good guy. So that number again is 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. Uh, This is the time... That I need to remind you is the beginning of the time right now. Actually, I normally say between August 25 and September 5. uh, If you want to put pre-emergent out now, go for it. Uh, But at least go out and get it bought now. Sometime in the next two and a half weeks, you need to apply Dimension or HALTS or Bayland to your lawn to prevent the germination of annual bluegrass, rescue grass, and ryegrass. The phrase I have adopted and used in red letters in my eGardens newsletter night before last is you get one chance. You only get one chance with those weeds. They are annual grassy weeds, and if you don't put a pre-emergent out, you don't get a chance to come back and get them after they germinate. Do you remember the the grassy weeds about three or four months ago that just had seed heads all over your lawn? Uh, Annual bluegrass, poa annua, looks like a miniature, very miniature pampas grass. It's about the size of a baseball to a softball and hundreds of seed heads per plant. It's just a mess in your lawn. I don't care how low you mow the grass, it will still go lower. It does the limbo quite well. The only way you can deal with that is to put out a pre-emergent and prevent its germination. Now, when you go into a garden center or hardware store or feed store, those products are probably going to be labeled as crabgrass killer. That's where most of their sales come, and most of those sales are back in the spring. And hopefully you'll find a store that is intuitive enough to, to have them on hand still. So get Crabgrass Preventer with either Dimension or HALTS or uh, uh, Bayland. And uh, you'll find HALTS a lot of times at hardware stores and the the national chain stores. I'd love to have you go to an independent hardware store, a local store. Uh, You'll find uh, Dimension a lot of times at retail garden centers and also at feed stores and uh bayland at feed stores so those are those are the three options doesn't matter which one you use but just get it down by labor day and that's just a little after the fifth this is not that precise but just don't go sailing into mid-september after you've had the first uh, cold front in september cool front and uh, the first rain in september these things begin to germinate rescue grass and ryegrass are two others and uh, let me just answer two things that are obvious probably, but some people still ask. If you're going to be planting wildflowers, no, you can't use these things. If you're going to be overseeding your lawn with ryegrass, no, you can't use these things because those are obviously going to prevent the germination of those plants as well. Now, those address grassy weeds, and gallery is a a pre-emergent for broadleafed weeds. And with broadleafed weeds, you do get a second chance. You can use a broadleafed weed killer spray, and that's a cheaper way to go after those. And, and that would be done late in the fall. That would be, uh, cra- be dandelions and, and uh, oh, things such as uh, clover. Uh, but you can use gallery also. You'll have to put it on in a separate application, but the timing is the same. Anyway, I don't want to get any more complicated than it need be. If you want all the details, if you take my electronic newsletter, it's free, it's on Thursday nights, uh, from my computer to your email, uh, that's eGardens, and all that is written up in eGardens night before last. Uh, if you don't have it, you can go to my website, neilsperry.com, and an archived copy of it is available to you there. So, uh... That's uh, that's a possibility also, neilsperry.com. All right, I just want to tell you that. I'm going to mention it to you several times in the next two and a half weeks. You get one chance to put out a pre-emergent in the last week of August, first week of September, to prevent those weeds. That's what I have to get us started today. And we have a couple of calls waiting on us, and then we'll uh, we'll get the program underway uh, after I do this first break. And, and uh, have two lines open, two lines filled. And again, uh, uh, Jim Barto is waiting for your call at 888-256-1080. Call right now. Niels Ferry's Lone Star Gardening is my latest book. It is now in its fifth printing. It is your go-to gardening reference. I self-published it so I could finally have the book I always wanted to have to hand to you or to mail to you. It comes directly from my house to your mailbox does not it's not available in stores it's not on amazon it comes directly from my house to your mailbox like i said and it covers all topics of outdoor gardening for all parts of texas lawns and landscapes annuals perennials fruit and vegetables everything i just told you about pre-emergent weed killers it's in neil spray's lone star gardening it's in chapter two the 48 page calendar telling you when to plant prune fertilize and protect that's the part that would and include all the pre-emergent applications, all of that in chapter two, the calendar telling you when to do everything. It's also in the lawn chapter. This book has specific chapters covering uh, trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. 344 pages. It's a hardback, 840 photographs. It's printed in San Antonio, not overseas. I want to keep fellow Texans employed. And uh, it uh, it is a reference book that I think you will find will pay for itself within the first year. In fact, I'll guarantee that or I'll refund every penny. Again, not in stores and not on Amazon. I've made that money back guarantee since we put the first copy in somebody's hands. 67,000 copies sold and I have not had one request for a refund yet. It's only 36.95 plus tax and postage. I think you'll like it. I hope you'll order it. You order it either at neilsperry.com or you call my office Monday through Friday 9 until 5. That phone number is 800 800- 752 grow eight hundred seven five two four seven six nine. But the better way is to order it right now at neilsperry.com. Neilsperry's Lone Star Gardening. Completely different and so much better 30 years younger than the old cowboy boot book. Neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. When people think of Mueller, they think of quality steel buildings and durable metal roofing, but that name Mueller means so much more. It means you're going to have a product manufactured by Mueller, including in-house engineers to help design the building of your dreams. And it means you're going to have a company in business for 90 years standing behind your warranty. It means you get tons of added value roofing site visits forklift delivery and a Mueller assurance team that's ready to help you along the way and Mueller is on the cutting edge designing and manufacturing new products like their greenhouses boy this is the perfect time to start thinking about a greenhouse for the winter time standing seam roofing panels Find out more about Mueller products by going to MuellerInc.com. Mueller is spelled M-U-E-L-L-E-R. That's MuellerInc.com. Or you can give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER, 877 or stop by any of their 33 locations. MuellerInc.com. That's because Mueller means more. I'll have more after this message. Thank you, Kelly, we have only one line open right now. If you'd like to grab it, hurry, 888-256-1080. Same number Kelly gave you. Let's start with Carolyn in Granbury. Carolyn, this is Neil. Good morning. All right, Carolyn, you there? Yeah, and I know she uh, accidentally dropped her line uh, herself, hung up somehow earlier. Jim, what was her uh, what was her question? Do you remember? It's on Army Worms. Do you remember what she was asking? how to deal with them. I might have guessed that. Army worms are all over the state. I was talking to a good friend in Longview a couple of days ago and he was saying oh man they're eating us alive and I've had a lot of questions about them. Army worms are the larval form of a little moth that seems when you see just the moth it seems innocuous enough like it's not going to be a big issue and next thing you know you have no blades on your Bermuda grass. They don't uh, bother uh, they don't bother St. Augustine, but oh my goodness, they just uh, strip the Bermuda. And in the case of home lawns, it's not a big deal. In the case of a, uh, a, a farmer's crop, it's a huge deal because uh, they just wipe out a crop. But, uh, but as I mentioned at the outset, we're talking urban horticulture here. And, and with home lawns, all they're eating is the blades of the Bermuda grass, mm-hmm. And so it makes it look really bad for about two or three weeks, and then you get a flush of new green, bright green blades that come back. And so the lawn will be just fine. Our next-door neighbor has Bermuda grass, and, and he called. And I said, no, you're, you're going to be all right. The, the lawn had just been planted. They put a pool in and where the trucks had backed over the, the lawn and just torn things up during the mud. Uh, they had brought Bermuda sod in, and, and that, he said they just got it planted a month ago, and now it's all brown. And I said, Well, that's, that's army worms. He said, Sure is, I can see them. And so, anyway, uh, you know, almost any general purpose insecticide will control army worms. Uh, I know that our neighbors are, are, are pretty organic uh, people, and they have backyard chickens. We're out in the country, and they have chickens and I said Bacillus thuringiensis is what would uh, be the best option for you but for people who are uh, less organic than that um, general purpose insecticides that are used uh, for other you know for bagworms or for other things around the landscape will work on armyworms on the lawn Uh, they're not difficult to kill at all so I follow your heart on that one and just know that the lawn will bounce right back, it's time to put a high nitrogen fertilizer on the lawn, or all nitrogen fertilizer, and boost it to some new regrowth, and it'll be fine. So, not a huge issue. Let me go to Dylan in Dallas. Dylan, this is Neil. Good morning.
1: Good morning, Neil. How are you?
0: I'm well, thank you, sir. What can I do to help you?
1: Well, I've got a pretty straightforward uh, Bermuda grass, or maybe general lawn question, but I've got a healthy Bermuda lawn, since I follow your book. Uh, But I have all summer been uh, mowing with a mulching attachment with the idea of increasing organic matter. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've noticed as of the last couple of weeks, whenever, uh, you know, since uh, growth has really picked up, that I think I'm developing a thatch problem that is pretty Ooh. evenly spread out throughout the uh, entire lawn. My okay. question to you is, Is would, would I have time to de-thatch right now and recover or do I have to wait until
0: spring? Let me explain several things to everybody, bring everybody up to speed. Uh, I wanna explain what thatch is and then I wanna kinda of redirect your question a little bit. Um, and I want to explain how thatch accumulates. I, I want to be very specific on identifying thatch for other people listening, because a lot of people think that thatch is just brown grass on top of the lawn, and that's not what we're talking about. Thatch is accumulated organic matter uh, that forms on top of the soil and beneath the runners. And, and it's, it, to some degree, it is hard to see. You have to get down and part the grass and look for it to see it. Uh, It makes the lawn very spongy, and it becomes water uh, uh, repellent, very much like a thatch roof would. And so you put fertilizer on the lawn, you put water on the lawn, and it tends to run off and not go in uniformly. And that's why we don't want thatch. Roots of the runners have a hard time getting through it and into the soil. And so it is very much a detriment to the lawn. Things that cause thatch to form, um, the the bad things that you don't want to have happen. um, Number one, if you are using a fast-release nitrogen fertilizer, for example, people who use ammonium sulfate, 2100 fertilizer, uh, research has shown that that causes accumulation of thatch. Those uh, clippings don't break down properly. And uh, people who mow every seven days have clippings that are too long. They become rather woody and they don't decompose quickly enough and they they tend to form a thatch layer. It's better to mow on four or five day turnarounds if you're going to uh, do the the mulching situation. Um, What else did I want to say? Those are, those are the two main things, the use of, of uh, high-nitrogen, quick-release fertilizers. high nitrogen's good. You want to use maybe even all-nitrogen, but have uh, 30 to 40% of it be in slow-release form and mow more often so that you're getting smaller clippings that can, can break down faster. I, I refer to it as the lifesaver technique. Uh, when I was okay. a kid, and I'd, I'd buy a pack of lifesavers at the theater, mom and dad didn't notice that I was eating half the pack at a time and I could eat them faster if I chewed them. <laughs> so, Which is why I look like I do today. <laughs> and and that's what you're trying to do with the grass clippings is, is chew them up with your mulching mower. So those are the things. Now, uh, now I want to explain aeration and dethatching. This, this is a very thorough answer because it is a very important answer to lawn keeping. Dethatching is like taking a handful. We, we were at dinner last night, and and one of our grandsons had a little beaded chain that had a, a, a necklace had come on, and he was slinging that around, just just whipping around and rolling around his finger. And I'm thinking, oh, old guys like me, we worry about our eyes, and yeah. uh, and and dethatching is kind of like that, where you flail the grass with with dull blades, and you just yeah. beat stuff out of the lawn. That's really tough on a lawn that has runners. You don't want to do that. Um, okay. it's not going to kill Bermuda, but it will kill a St. Augustine lawn because all of the runners are on top of the ground in St. Augustine aeration would the same would
1: apply to the blades that have just the prongs, I guess, uh, just the, the
0: clumping grasses like fescue that don't have any runners.
1: Uh, no, sir. I, I was saying that, the, would the same rule apply to the, the blades on, uh, oh. For the lawnmower that just have the prongs on each end, as instead of something that actually
0: cuts. Yes, uh, but okay. but but I want to let me finish the other half of it, and you'll see the difference. Uh, okay. If you rent an aerator, a core aerator, from a rental shop, it will pull plugs of of soil and thatch up out of the ground. That's what the golf course people do and the really good commercial uh, lawn care companies. And they'll pull yeah. plugs up out of the, out of the ground and lay them on top of the ground, which is fine. And you'll have yeah. these little holes and, and that gets air through the thatch and lets it decay. The thatch becomes um, uh, impenetrable. So oxygen doesn't get down there to cause decay and, and allow decay. And the core aerator will. And so if you are sure you have thatch, and if that thatch has become hard enough, you can't get your finger through it, then I would rent a, an aerator and, and go back and forth. You have to mark your sprinkler heads and any anything else that might be hurt by right. the aerator come, going straight down, pulling a plug up. But that's the better way than, than a dethatcher. I dethatched my okay. lawn once, and I looked at that lawn afterwards, and I thought, I have beaten you to a pulp. I feel so sorry about doing that. Right. Well,
1: I grew up in—I live in Dallas, but grew up in Levelland and had deep Bermuda our entire life on on a large scale, mm-hmm. uh, and, and just—and I, I look back and I think we did it just because that's the way it was always done. You know how it goes. So yeah. I'm so glad that I called you and uh, can do it better.
0: Well, I think the I think the aeration will will work better, and then make whatever modification you need to, so you don't have the thatch forming. You're the first thatch call I've had in, in years. Uh, I know it's out there, but it's not as bad as it used to be. I think we're using better fertilizers now, and I think that, that makes a big difference. I appreciate your call, Dylan, very much. Good luck with it. Thank, Thank you, sir. You so much, have man. a good one. You betcha. Bye bet bye. David and Georgetown, you'll be up next. Folks, we have open lines. Now, open lines abound. It is 888-256-1080. Call right now, won't you, please? 888-256-1080. Niels Ferry's E Gardens is my free electronic newsletter. There are always five stories in E Gardens, and uh, one of them will always be a featured plant of the week. One of them will always be a featured question of the week. Uh, this week it was, uh, I believe it was Army Worms. I know I mentioned Army Worms in, the, uh, in eGardens this week and referred back to a story I had done a week ago. Uh, you will always have Gardening this weekend where I, I point out the things that are most critical to be done in that week and then a couple of other stories. I think you'll find E Gardens to be a lot of fun to read. It's like an old-fashioned garden section. I write almost all of the stories for E Gardens, so I'm responsible for the content of it and Uh, I I know a couple of the topics that we're going to cover this week, and they're they're very interesting and highly unusual, and I think you'll find them very useful to you. You can see what it looks like by going to my website, neilsperry.com. That's where you sign up for it. As I said, it is free and always will be. It comes from my computer to your email every Thursday night at 6 p.m. I will never spam you. I don't give or sell your email address to anybody. You don't have to worry about getting anything other than that one eGardens each week if you sign up for it. You can always do a safe unsubscribe if you ever want to. I guess we probably have some, but steadily the numbers have have risen up to 77,000 subscribers now. Take a look at it. I think you'll like it. You can see it at neilsperry.com. Click on the eGardens tab. That's N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com for eGardens. More after these messages. Thank you, Kelly, very, very much. And we go right back to the phone lines. Let me give that number again just to reinforce Kelly's giving of it. 888-256-1080. Haven't heard from Alpine this morning. Haven't heard from... I look at my list, College Station, I had to look back. Those are two two really good markets for us, two places I've lived in my life, two years in Alpine and then grew up in College Station. So there you go. Come on, hometowns, (laughs) give us a call, 888-256-1080. David in Georgetown, how can I help you this morning? Hello, David. Well, there we go guess he's just angry that i didn't grow up in georgetown Uh, um pre-emergent herbicide is not much to go on i kind of explained it maybe he felt that that was enough explanation what except he called after i did that you have any idea jim what he wanted to know okay now i don't know if you have your mic on so that people can hear that but patches in the lawn he needs to apply it to the whole lawn if he if he was just trying to control uh, weeds in certain areas but anyway well um david you need to call back we don't know how to answer you because we don't know what your question was let's go to paul
2: in crockett paul this is neil good morning good morning neil yes sir. um i've got well it's kind of a strange question for you probably That's I'm good. wondering how how deep grassroots go because i've got an old house old sewer system, I keep getting roots at the same spot. They're very fine, but there's no trees. There's The nearest bush is probably 10, 12 feet away. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I can assume is it's grassroots getting into it. How far down is the sewer pipe? Oh, only about two and a half, maybe three
0: feet at most. It would be odd for grassroots to go that far. Okay. Um okay have you have you done any tracing to see if they're coming in from the side in any way?
2: No, I haven't i I haven't dug down into it. Um, you might dig the, off to the about, side go ahead yeah, It's a, it's about once a year it gets clogged up and I have to to get a, a line auger and and pull them out. Well, that's no fun and uh yeah um
0: roots will go a long ways and it may be that it may be that the shrubs have grown that far your soil is is permeable enough that roots would go a good ways um i i don't
2: what kind of grass do you have um i'm not sure it's I'm new to this area. I moved out of Houston about 40 four years ago. so well you made a good choice. It's
0: pretty. That's, my cousin <laughs> yeah.
2: lives uh, outside
0: uh, Crockett and goes to church in Crockett, so we've been mm-hmm. spent several times in, in Crockett. Um, I would, uh, uh, I would not think that to be grassroots that deep. Uh, I would say normally grassroots for St. Augustine and Bermuda would, would be not able to clog that deep um okay uh, i would say a foot or so at the most um the the shrub roots uh tree roots will go a good ways how close to the nearest trees
2: oh they're quite a ways away um probably 20 feet that's not
0: quite a ways for a tree these are significant trees
2: um no they're small ones um trying to think what's now the the nearest thing would be the the uh bushes along the back side of the house no, I get
0: that but but yeah, okay but well what what I was yeah, going to yeah. suggest is dig dig a trench alongside parallel to your to your sewer line and mm-hmm. go down you unfortunately you'll need to go down fairly deeply to to get down parallel to the you know the same level and see if you intersect any routes that are headed that way from from over there um on on the tree and shrub side and it may be that you can begin to track the the roots down that's going to be the best thing what kind of shrubs are they well that may not no. be in your wheelhouse either right no, not, try- not really, really not trying no. to put you through the that's <laughs> not like the master's degree orals that i had to go through at ohio state <laughs> i was wrung out at the end of that one <laughs> um you you might you might get to a good nursery and take samples of the, the nearest tree, big tree, and the distance mm-hmm. and take samples of those shrubs and the distance, take a tape measure and say, would either of these be capable of having roots that far away? Or your county extension office and okay. ask if would either of these be able to, to get two and a half feet deep that distance. But a, a tree root will go easily uh, 40 or 50 feet.
2: Oh wow. And, okay. Well, yeah. there's there's one right there in the corner just on the other side of the fence in the neighbor's yard that's that's very large.
0: That so may, may very yeah. well be it. And if that's yeah. the case, then what your solution would be uh, uh, could be to go back a ways, maybe even at the property line, but certainly back away from the sewer line and put a root barrier in that would keep the roots from coming that way. It could be a, a pond liner, a, a heavy vinyl pond liner. It could be a piece of corrugated mm-hmm. fiberglass. You dig a trench and you just lay it uh, on its side and it stops the roots from coming toward the sewer line. I don't know how well, far okay. you'd have to go with it, but it becomes a roadblock for that uh, for that root. Yeah. You may be okay, able to thanks. track the specific root that's doing the damage. You might be able, you know what, if it's a, a certain tree, you might be able to go over and if, if it's a, a friendly neighbor, just go over and ask, do you have any roots that are headed that way? Um, and the best time to put a root barrier in would be in October because it's not hot then. You know, you pass the hot, dry weather and just ask mm-hmm. if he would, if it'd be alright to cut the root at the property line and put the root barrier right there and that would stop this from happening if that's the source of the problem. If you can see a root coming off the, the root flare of the tree trunk, you, know, you you look at the base of the tree and you say, "Wow, look there! There is a, a seven-inch root, and it's headed right toward my sewer line." Then you mm-hmm. then you have a pretty good idea that that's uh, that's the source of the problem.
2: Okay, Thanks that's a start.
0: All right, Paul. Yeah. Good luck with it. You bet. Have a good day. Bye bye. Let me tell you about my book again and invite you, and then we'll come to Beverly and Chico. Then we'll, uh, uh, but let me tell you about this. This is Niels Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, now in its fifth printing. My book, um, I wanted to be a handy reference book. I wanted it to be kind of a handbook that you could take into inertia with you, and you can. But it's a little bit heavier than I thought it would be. Uh, it is uh, 344 pages. My goal was 200. Kind of missed on that one, didn't I? Uh, my goal was to have about three or 400 photos in it. It has 840. Kind of missed on that one, didn't I? I just started writing. And I had uh, Carolyn Sky and Cindy Smith. Uh, they are my editor and, and graphic designer, respectively. And I had them helping with the book. And they're just awesome ladies, the best I've ever worked with in both cases. I knew that before we started, and the book just grew. And finally, when we got through, Cindy said, are you aware that you've used 840 photos? And uh, we're now at 344 pages. I said, you know, I'm not but I'm okay with that. We kept going back to Clear Visions who had gotten the low bid and saying, how much more would it cost for 16 more pages? And so this is the book. It's a really, I think you'll find it to be a really good reference book covers all topics of outdoor gardening for all parts of Texas from Crockett to Alpine to El Paso and from the Rio Grande Valley all the way to Amarillo and beyond. And uh, so chapter two is a 48 page calendar, four pages per month, of what you need to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray in that landscape in that month, in your landscape and garden in that month. I've never put that in a book before. And then uh, the the other chapters are the basics of gardening. That's chapter one. And then chapters three through 11 are trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. Book is not in stores and it's not on Amazon. I have them uh, in storage at my home and uh, and in San Antonio, and uh, as I sell them, I sign them, and I guarantee your satisfaction or I'll refund every penny. I have to do it that way because it's not in stores. You don't get to see it before you buy it. So, 67,000 copies sold, not one request for a refund. It's 36.95 dollars plus tax and postage, and here are the two ways you can buy it. One way, not the better way, but one way is to order it off uh, uh, by calling my office at 800-752-4769 that's 800-752-GROW that's Monday through Friday business hours 800-752-GROW the better way is to order it right now while you're thinking about it at neilsperry.com N-E-I-L S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com more after these messages. Thank you, Kelly. Could use some calls. We have one call waiting and the uh, rest are yours. You can have as many lines as you want. <laughs> i got to talk to you on all of them though if you use more than one. 888-256-1080. Call right now, won't you please? Jim Barto is uh, running the boards and answering the phones for me and doing a wonderful job. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. We. Uh, these are words you seldom hear on the weekends anymore and AM radio. We are live. Simple as that. 888-256-1080. Beverly, this is Neil. Good morning. Yes. Yes, ma'am. You're uh, on the air. How can I help you?
1: I have a question. Uh, we have a weed that came up in our yard, and it's just, like, everywhere. And it's, someone told me it's called hogweed. How do you get rid of it?
0: All right. Well, I'm not going to worry about whether it is or isn't hogweed. Um, that part doesn't matter so much um, because I'm guessing, and and this part I'm pretty sure of. But I'm guessing it is not a grass of any kind. Correct? No.
1: Okay. It's like a that that didn't. Go ahead. It has well, sharp. what I was going to
0: say is that yeah. that didn't sound like the most intelligent question I've ever asked, but it is really <laughs> a very, very important question. Uh, there are two categories of weed killers. One attacks grasses and one doesn't. And uh, for the one that, that goes after the broadleafed weeds, the non-grasses, that's a product containing 2,4-D, and it'll be labeled as a broadleafed weed killer, 2,4-D. Uh, is an, an ingredient in, in those products and so and there are a lot of different brands out there they'll, they'll say that they can uh, kill uh, clover and dandelions and, and poison ivy and other broadleafed weeds that's your operative uh, word that you're looking for broadleafed weed killer and it will kill hogweed and it will kill ragweed and it will kill like I say dandelions, clover, uh, poison ivy and other non-grassy weeds. So you'll be, you'll be fine with that. They are safe to use on any kind of grass, but you must not use them near uh, shrubs and trees because those are broadleaf plants also. And um, you also need to be careful using broadleafed weed killers on St. Augustine when it's really hot. You want to do it in the evening or wait a couple of weeks and do it when, it, when the weather breaks just a little bit. Okay.
1: Okay. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. I appreciate your call very much. All right, we go to far north Texas. Let's go to the panhandle. Let's go to David in Amarillo. David, this is Neil. Good morning.
2: An Austrian pine that we planted about 14 years ago, and it's, it's done pretty well. We went through one wildfire back in 2011, and it kind of got burnt, but it's still doing doing well. And uh, But this year it seems to have more brown lead, uh, needles on it, Now, the tips are still green. They look good, but behind the front tips is some brown uh, needles, and I don't know if that's too much water, not enough water, or
1: some bug.
0: Probably not too much, and um, let me ask you a couple questions. Um, I have been following pretty carefully your your weather patterns over uh, over the last while. You were very, very dry for a good while, were you not?
2: Well, it's a bit as usual, in the not Texas. not
0: recently, but prior yeah. to prior to recently, you had a, a pretty extensive right. uh, dry spell. Yes. I think it's more likely that that there is some some issue from the dry weather, <clears throat> in combination with the extreme cold back in February. Mm-hmm. All pines in Texas were hurt badly by the cold. Now, Austrian pines can handle a uh, cold better, obviously because of where they're from, but uh, than than a lot of pines, but. I have seen Austrian pines in the Dallas-Fort Worth area that were hurt, um, and uh, there aren't a lot of them in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, but, but all pines, it seems like, got hurt pretty badly by the cold. Even the native East Texas pines in the piney woods were hurt by the cold. So I, I think in combination with the dry weather that you were having at that time, I think those two things together probably are the cause of the issue. You have new growth that looks fairly normal?
2: Yes, yes, on the outer tips.
0: And, That's uh, what I would worry more about, David. And if you have new growth that looks good, I think you're, I think you're doing okay. Okay.
2: So just maybe put some water to it.
0: And yes, and on. and there's a certain amount of needle drop okay. anyway by late summer on pines. hmm So I I think you're on the on the right side.
2: Okay. Well, I appreciate it.
0: You're welcome. Thanks for the call. All right. Let me. Uh, Tell you right now about uh, my website. It's neilsperry.com. That is where you buy my book, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. It's the only place you can buy my book uh you can't uh, can't get it in stores or on amazon you get it at neilsperry.com n e i l s p e r r y.com it's the only place you can sign up for the only place you can subscribe to neil sperry's e Gardens, that uh, electronic newsletter i described to you something i haven't talked to you about is my 1001 frequently asked questions are archived on my website that was a book i wrote a few years ago and that uh, that company a publisher went out of business a month after my book came out that was one reason i decided to self-publish this latest book i said i'm not going to do that again a year of my life and they went out of business a month later so i just put it on my website it's there for you free of charge the 1001 frequently asked questions i have information on rose rosette virus on my website a lot of great information at neilsperry.com i hope you'll look at it i hope you'll bookmark it n-e-i-l-s-p-e-r-r-y dot it seems like these days temporary storage facilities are on every street corner have you noticed that well, let's do a little bit of math For what you are paying in yearly costs for that storage room, you could own your own metal storage building right in your own backyard. How's that happen? With a Mueller Backyard Building. Their backyard building kits are easy to assemble with a bolt-together design, and they're priced right. You keep your stuff at home. And you're not throwing away money by leasing storage. Their kits come in a variety of sizes with more than 30 colors from which to choose. That adds style to your storage space. If you need a larger storage solution, Mueller's pre-engineered standard series buildings can accommodate almost any need. Whether it's a smaller place for a mower, a place for cars, boats, or even an RV, you can have peace of mind that a Mueller metal building will protect those treasures at a reasonable price. See all the options at MuellerInc.com or give them a call at 8772 Mueller to find a location near you. I think I better spell Mueller for you. It's M-U-E-L-L-E-R. That's 877268. 3553 Mueller Inc. com that's Mueller, made in America and made to last. I'll have more after this message. All right, Kelly, thank you very, very much. And a podcast of this program will be on my website at neilsperry.com Monday evening. So you missed any part of it would like to hear it there it will be for you a quick reminder now and i'm just going to do this uh, and i'm going to say it same way i did at the beginning of the program you get one chance to prevent the germination and to deal with annual bluegrass rescue grass and ryegrass and that time is coming up between now and Labor Day. Between the last week of August and the first week of September, those are your times to apply the pre-emergent weed killers, either Dimension or Bayland or Haltz. Those are your three pre-emergent weed killers. You must apply them before the seeds germinate for those cool season grasses. If you don't get them out ahead of time, You've blown it for another entire year, and you'll have to look at them next spring. So that's between the, the, well, it's the last week of August, first week of September. Dimension halts or bayland. We'll talk about it more next week. Uh, to Jim Barto, thank you for a great job. And to you for listening, thank you. Happy gardening.